Hey, boss man says we're gonna move this box into the warehouse over there. I wonder what's inside this box he is. Looks like a TV, a VCR on it. A VCR in 2019. Hey, you're telling me, but I think it's some new kind of torture device. Well, whatever's gonna be on that television has to be the most evil, most diabolical, worst thing ever put on. Welcome to episode 22 of the Dork Web Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Locchiato, and I'm joined, as always, by my venerable co-host, Mr. Evan Rakowski. That is Evan One Take Rakowski, because I only do one take. He only does one take. This definitely isn't like the, the, 30, fifth, the yeah. fifth or 30th take. Yeah, thir- 35 is a good number. Yeah. Uh, but we got a lot of stuff to cover today, Evan. Of course. All uh, DC stuff. It is the DC day. Yeah, DC day. DC comics. So uh, I think first up, is some some news that came out pretty pretty recently about uh, the comics, the actual comics. I know it's strange that we're talking about the comics on. A, I know comics are more movies than actual comics nowadays, but right? you know yeah. what are you on, gonna do on a nerd podcast? But um, DC is kind of like going through the works of what seems like finalizing this plan for what's either being called or referenced five uh, G. And yes. it's it's funny to also because I just realized this that DC is now kind of owned or you know absorbed by AT and T. Oh yeah, yeah. So now that I'm thinking that about it, a little while ago, but yeah, totally. it's like are they planning on turning DC into a cellular service? Is that like the big secret? I've actually heard rumors um, that AT and T is now looking to sell DC because already. Well, just because of I guess some upset between. The two management circles um, and like CEO circles between DC and AT and T, and just the decisions that have been made and performance and all that stuff. This is a rumor, but I've, I've I wouldn't heard be surprised. That, yeah, that they're just like, ooh, maybe this wasn't the right time to acquire DC. Also, like, I don't know if we have any business to be meddling in their affairs. So, sounds about right for DC. Sounds about right. I mean, they have good comics, but. But, but man, do they make bad business choices? But back to five G. Yeah, the comics, not the cellular service. Okay. Yes. We got we got to clarify because there's now two things called five G in That's this world. That's right. Um, but this five G, the idea is that DC is creating a single linear um, timeline, and they want to take all of these kind of like big important events, the things that people remember, like Flashpoint. Um, the oh, what's what's the big one? I know Billy would kill me. Oh, the Crisis on Infinite Crisis, Earths. Crisis, yes, yes, Crisis, and they want to kind of like put a pin into when this happened, who was involved, and you know what happened before and what happened after. Um, they've already said that like Wonder Woman is like the first public superhero, uh, and she's part of the first gen, and then Superman would be part of the second gen, and on and on and on and on, um, and. There, the, I guess the plan going forward is that m- most, if not all, of the main protagonists will either be killed off and replaced or will pass their mantle down to somebody younger because in this, you know, canon, like, straight-line universe, 
they're going to have to deal with things like age and sickness and Death. not being able to deal with society after coming out of jail and then uh. getting a job at a grocery store and ultimately hanging themselves. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. But um, it's kind of an out... I, for me, it hit me kind of out of left field when, when I heard about it. And immediately I was just like, oh, no, it's New 52, but more extreme. It's New 52 Rebirth. Yeah, New 52 Rebirth Crisis. On Infinite Comics. Yeah, but I guess they're going to be kicking this off um, throughout the next year with, with some kind of like crazy event. And that's going to be the catalyst. Yeah, apparently there's going to be some... Mm. Is, is that something to do with the monitors or like the mother of all monitors or something? Something. Something like that. Apparently these monitors are like big crisis level... Uh... <laughs> Events. Events. But um, I don't feel good about it. I don't know how you feel about it. Well, I have mixed feelings, but in an attempt to make a better show, I will play the devil's advocate and say I find it interesting and maybe a bit helpful that they're trying to like organize things into kind of one coherent story. They're kind of making the you know DC timeline more linear and separate, as you said, into generations. So does this mean Wonder Woman will kind of be the spearhead for like the golden age stuff maybe and then superman will spearhead the silver age and i guess that makes maybe batman well batman was also in the silver age right maybe even the golden age that's see this is what i don't like about it already yeah. because in dc these these heroes and the villains and stuff they've been so persistent that um been around for like almost 100 years yeah and like i think you know you can owe a lot of the success of batman and superman and Wonder Woman, and, you know, like, Green Lantern, like, all of the, like, the heavy hitters from DC. The greatest hits. I, I think you can lend a lot of their success to the fact that, you know, for the most part, their villains don't really change too much. You have these, like, you know, these characters who are painted over the course of 40, 50, 60 years worth yeah. of material, and you have, like, this whole treasure trove of, like, character development to explore, but, like, they're always the same, right? You know? Yeah, the world changes around them, but they remain the same. Yeah, like, how many Two-Face stories are there where, like, the good side, you know, Harvey goes to Batman and is like, I need help. And then it's like, oh, in the end, you know, the bad side was still pulling the strings yeah. or something. Like, like you know what's going to happen, yeah. but you can still tell a really good story. Because as Lord of the Rings taught me, it's, it's all about the journey. You yeah, know, it's true, about yeah. getting there. That's what The makes journey a good is the best story. part of the story. So what worries me is, um, like they've already said, a few heavy hitters are going to get replaced. Batman, I th you know, this actually is kind of old news at this point, but he's going to be replaced by the current Batwing, which is um, Luke Fox, pretty sure his name is. So like all these people are passing off their mantles and like, I don't know, I like historically speaking every time this happens, it goes horribly wrong. People get very upset. Oh yeah. And... The stories aren't very great because they're like, oh, shit. Well, I can't tell, you know, like a super uh, Superman story with Superboy. Kent, who's gonna, Kent. Who's, oh, yeah, his name. Well, he's his, his named after Pa Kent. Yeah, what yeah. What was Pa's name? I forget. Yeah, sorry, but, Pa Kent. Yeah, but you, you, Rest you, can't, in peace. Yeah, you can't tell the same story with Superboy that you could with Superman. And, like, Superboy is taking over. But in that uh, sense, Superman's we're going to be mantle. seeing whole new stories. 
And hey, I guess it's really up to the quality of those writers. If yeah, they're good. I mean, if those stories are good, by all means, that's that's a great thing. But if they're just I kind sure of like so. watering down these characters into like lesser, and that's the thing. Yeah, you know, are, are, are they going to be lesser sires of uh, greater like you know kings or you know whatever that line from Lord of the Rings was? Yeah, and that's that's I think the scare is because in trying to be like, oh well, we can't just retell the same story. We have to come up with something so unique and crazy. And then they make a terrible story. It's almost like they're, I think maybe you or Bailey said it, but it's like they're they're pulling a Marvel right now. And it didn't do well. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't it go didn't too well. I mean, well. They, they had some cool stuff, but, you know, it didn't go too well. No. and Sale-wise. Yeah, everything was, like, ultra-violent. I remember seeing, uh, like, a Doctor Strange where his, like, head exploded. Ooh. Yeah, it was weird. But, um, but, yeah, and just, I don't know, DC. Yeah, I it's mean. Scary stuff. And they did say, you know, we will be seeing, you know, some Bruce Wayne and some, you know, Clark Kent Superman stuff. But it, it seems kind of like, you know, they're going to be taking a backseat to these, their, their, you know, protégés who instead of becoming, you know, like Nightwings or, you know, their own people are going to be taking up their mantle, I guess. Which I feel like we've voiced a million times is never the right solution to getting new people into the hero pants because... Then you're just stepping on somebody else's toes. Yeah, it's like, you know, replacing Thor with uh, Jane Foster, who would be a cool character on her own. But not Thor. Because Thor is not a transitive noun. You can't just, like, I can't just wear John's clothes and say, hey, I'm John. Yeah. Like, Hello. Look, yeah, hey. I'm the host of the Dork Web. I'm the host of the Dork Web. Look at me. I'm wearing his clothes. So it means I, you know, legally can now hold his title. Right. Or else it would be, like, way too easy to become rich in this country yeah i could just go around saying i'm like you know bill gates and it's like well he is introducing himself as bill gates and he he has the glasses he has the glasses so you know he must be bill gates must be bill gates you can make a withdrawal sir thank you yeah but um but yeah i guess time will tell uh on the ultimate you know ultimate fate of ultimate fate of this of this decision decision yeah we'll see Um, i mean we all know how vocal comic fans can be very 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 yes so this will this will be interesting to watch play out um i for one am not super duper excited for the prospect because i think that there's a lot of kind of showing like oh but you'll get to see all these really good stories that you remember and love and they'll be like in a slightly you know different light because it's all like one big continuity it's like sure but that's going to come and go, and then all I'm left with is the, you know, scary, potentially poorly written new stuff. But hey, if they have Dr. Fate, you know, my opinion will change dramatically. Maybe. It could if you're listening, you. DC, yeah. Yeah. As, uh, he just doesn't really appear in much these days. Not really. But then again, that's kind of the best thing about him is that, like, he he is kind of like the mysterious heavy hitter in the back scenes where it's like, oh, shit, if, like, if Dr. Fate's here... You know something really bad's going on dr fate it's like you know yeah doing egyptian sure. hand signs his, and stuff. yeah his hand signs um so we'll we'll update on that as it, oh, as it comes in you might not be excited for this thing but i am do you know why because that's more material for us oh yeah yeah we sure. can we can greatly benefit off of dc's misfortune sure yeah just like with titans my reading situation will be more sad but yeah i'll have a lot ultimately of we'll have we'll have a more fulfilling podcast yeah um also it looks like uh, i think i shared this with you this morning spider-man and venom uh there's plans in place to get them on the same screen 
Excellent. Didn't we see this coming? Uh, yes, we predicted this exact thing. Yeah, I mean, it was the next logical thing for them to do. Sure, sure. And um, yeah, so uh, another swoosh for the dork web right there. I know, we're catching up with The Simpsons. I know, right? <laughs> the, the prediction kings. Um, and also news that I, I passed on today. It looks like um, Catwoman is going to be playing a role in the 2021 Robert Pattinson Roger yeah Robert Pattinson's The Batman uh and is that, also, is that the working title currently The Batman The Batman Oh wow and they're going back old school with that one yes it will cover the start of his career do and, I have to see his parents get killed again yes and it will be detective centric Ooh. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I I like that a bit more detective Batman because I mean that's what he's supposed to be, and he and in yeah, the good not Batman, like yeah, kung fu tech knight. I mean that's kind of also what he is, but he's a detective kung fu tech knight. Yeah, yeah, detective a, first, a, detective kung fu dark knight. Yes, it was detective comics and not, master hacker, not action comics. Yeah. that he was a part of. Um, so both of those little tidbits were pretty cool to hear about today. Yeah, I mean I like Robert Patterson. He's a, he's a cool guy. Sure, and uh, going to be seeing the lighthouse. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. By that. the time the the good listeners hear this podcast, they probably too will have the ability to go see the lighthouse. But starring Robert Patterson and William Dafoe. Yes, but uh, I am going to get a sneak peek a little early, and I will be enjoying a screening with the writer director and an open question asking scenario. I think that's what they call them, yeah. right? Like I saw the post. A Q&A. Question asking scenario. Yes, Q&A session, as yes. I believe they're called. So I'm super pumped for that. Oh, yeah. Moving on up. Moving on up. Rubbing, up, rubbing elbows with the Hollywood folks. That's right. Those fat cats. That's... Love fat cats. So True. keep this train moving. Fat cat's a happy cat. That's right. We are going to talk about our most ancient... And hated foe. And hated foe. There's swords in my house hanging on the walls just in case. Just for the occasion. These goons show up at the door. These false friends. These mimics. Bad things. Bad things. Titans. Season two. It's here. We knew it was coming. We wanted to wait till we saw a little bit to make a judgment call. And we've seen like five. Well, I've seen like maybe five or six episodes. I know you and Billy have maybe seen three or four because yeah. as soon as you watch one episode, you you about watch- The show like, puts us to sleep. Yeah, you, you can get through one episode and then as soon as the next episode begins, you make it for like one fourth of the, of the way and then it's- It's, it's so dull. And bad. And oh, it's just not good. It's, All right. It's let's, horrible. Let's brace up. Let's- Yep. Pull, pull our pants up mm-hmm. and belt, <clears throat> tighten the belt. Yep, there you go. All right. All right. <sighs> okay, so Titan Season 1 was just the most bubbling crockpot of bullshit that I've ever or maybe had the personal delight to pay uh, a subscription fee to watch. Uh, but that's not true because Billy is, I don't even know why he's bearing this burden, is paying for it. But um, it was just terrible. And I don't need to say too much more about it. Yeah. Season two has not aged well. It's, they haven't, they haven't learned. Um, there's the same just like lazy writing and predictable, like predictable outcomes, schlock, plot holes, acting, uh, bad acting. <laughs> 
It's just dialogue. Oh, it's like set design, costume design, Ugh. CGI effects. Oh, the CGI effects are terrible. Oh, Trigon. Just character assassination. Trigon. Ah. Oh. What is it? Episode two? They just show uh, Hawk just like shooting up heroin. You no, know, it was episode one of season two. <laughs> yeah. Where they're basically resolving the, where they're resolving the, uh, you know, the the main plot of the end of season one. It was a Trigon's about to win because he's, you know, it got into all their heads. And apparently what, you know, when he gets into the Hawk and Dove's heads, their worst nightmare or them falling to depravity is just them shooting up dope on their couch. It's just like, oh, great. I'm so glad I started watching the show again to just... Yeah, just like a really like full front, well, like, a really... Uh, it was kind of hard. It was yeah, a little graphic. It's not yeah. yeah, very graphic, very like real scene of just people doing smack, and it's yeah, like it's not palatable. <laughs> it's, it's really not. not. No, and uh, I mean it's funny a little bit. Like, yeah, it's like watching, way over yeah. the top. It's like Jesus it's Christ, so you're, over the top. You're just watching. You're just watching this show, and you're just wondering what they could do. To yeah, it. like where's the superhero stuff? So like, well, these guys aren't heroes. I know people love like some of the CD, the CW, like DC shows. But it's like if they got those writers and told them, it's like, hey, we need you to make a mature superhero. Oh, show. this is ex- this is like verbatim what we said in the first time we covered yeah. Titans. Like, I think I said that exact line, and that's that's it. Like, yeah, it's just like trying way too hard and not knowing how to be mature without like being a kid and doing what you think mature is. Basically, it's. It's like, oh, we got Very swears. Very lazy we got, writing. Yeah, we got swears, blood, violence, and it's just so ham-fisted and uninspired. Yeah. It's, it's like the director of a Nickelodeon show was like given the opportunity to direct this Titan show. Yeah, it's like how this show tries to be mature. It's like how orcs try to look scary and mean. They just, you know, draw mean-looking skulls over all their armor and just paint it red. And paint green. it red. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's, it's like a child made it. Yeah, it's oof. But I guess some specifics because, you know, just for you folks. You were so. awake to see uh, Aqualad, right? Yes. Man, what a horrible short story that was. Yeah. All right. I don't want to spoil if anybody is like rest actually in, going to. Aqualad. Yeah. If anybody. Oh, there it, okay. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiled. Spoiled. <laughs> it's all right. You don't need to watch this. No, anymore. we're watching it for you. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. But. So let's just give them the spoiler-free synopsis, except for the fact that Aqualad dies. Easy, I can do it in two words. It's bad. Sure, but a little, a little more. Okay. So season two picks up, and there's like they they, they get escape from Trigon. Yeah, that's uh, right. So yeah, um, they're all bewitched by Trigon. Yeah, so except Trigon, a few of them who show up late. Yeah, so Trigon is like this crisis level event. And that's how the cliffhanger of season one gets wrapped up. And by the end of what episode was it episode one? I'm pretty sure they wrapped it up in season two, episode one. Okay, boom. Trigon dealt with. Gone. Not not an issue. Barely Exploded. an inconvenience. BFG'd by Raven. Yeah. And it's like what? Because I remember that this was a whole season a whole thing. Well, I mean, in the in the comics this was yeah. like a whole thing. This is like half the book is them dealing with Trigon and going, you know, back and forth. And yeah. and this is the source material that they're taking it from. And he's just literally a dude in a suit. They blow all their CGG, uh, CGI load in the first episode. 
and there's a horribly rendered like SpongeBob 3D effects level like oh god like trigon that's like it's, stomping around for yeah, half a second it's like they took a model from doom 3 which was yeah. like for the original xbox yeah it's like that level of cgi demon it's bad it's so stupid and and it, then it's wrapped up yeah and the thing is i feel like i have to mention it too like you said like trigon he's like dormammu mixed with satan yeah he's an interdimensional demon that's basically the devil himself yeah. And he's just this smarmy looking, like, biz- Joe Schmo business suit guy. And then he just, like, rips out her heart, stabs it into her brain, and then turns into, like, a, like, you know, demon from Doom. Yeah. Except it's, worse. It's garbage. Yeah. And then the show, you know, like, everybody's like, oh, this was, this was so hard. So now we're going to, like, part ways. And they all kind of split up. And the whole time, Dick Grayson is like, throwing around some references about like Ooh, the old team get the old team gotta start a new team this that and the other and like i'm sticking to my guns on this he in the first season made no mention of a team there was never a scene where he was in a team working out of a tower and doing anything like that there was multiple references to him going on patrol with donna troy yes wonder girl and going on patrol with Hawk and Dove, but there was no team. And, you know, I know that that both, that you, you and Billy were like, well, maybe, but I'm sticking to my guns on this because in the episode where they show Aqualad, they, it's, the whole episode is a flashback, <laughs> and they're fucking in a tower, yeah, all in their own, you know, in custom, like, uniforms, like, yeah. team uniforms, and they're in a team, and not a single point in season one. Yeah. Was that shown or referenced or anything? Like, they're just making stuff up. Yeah, they're basically trying to say, like, oh, yeah, they were the old Teen Titans and that this new team is, like, you know, the new Teen Titans. And I mean that from, like, the 80s comic, the new Teen Titans. Oh, no, I know what they're trying to say, but it's... I'm I'm telling the listener, though. Sure, yeah. They don't know. They don't know what we know. Yeah, it's just bad writing. Like, they're just pulling stuff up. He's suddenly all bent out of shape because team dynamics are breaking and all these, like, young people... Realize like, how I much can, of a screw up he is. I can't like, have I don't them want to making stay my with mistakes. You. Yeah, yeah. You're like, dude, you literally led me to death twice and then got converted into like a demon thrall. Like, why should I follow you? Oh yeah, and it, it it needs to be said that literally, the kind of like test of darkness they have to take when like Trigon's like trying to mesmerize them, without missing a beat, they literally walk right into the trap and immediately fail the test and yes. become possessed by him. Yes. Every single one of them, except uh, Gar, Garfield, for some reason. His name's Garfield, right? Logan, Logan yeah. Garfield, Garfield Logan? Garf- yeah. Whatever. He is, for some reason, he was never mesmerized. He was just using bait. Maybe yeah, he was mesmerized. He was like, he was, like a, he was um, used as like a crux against yeah. uh, Raven, air quotes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then they just beat the shit out of him. Yeah. That was funny. Right. So, ugh. And like, gonna gonna like hit the stop button right here, because that's just the first episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> we haven't talked about Doctor Light or Slade. Oh my yet. god! So so when the show like picks back up, is Dick Grayson is goes to see Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne oh is played my god. by what is it, Sir Jorah so, from Game of Thrones? Love the actor. He was probably the best part of the show, and when he died, that's when the show kind of died. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even before that, but we'll, we'll say. Um, he's Bruce Wayne, and 
he still has his British accent, which pops through sometimes. Yeah, it's one of the worst takes on Bruce Wayne I've ever seen in my yeah. life. Sorry, love the guy, worst Bruce Wayne ever. Yeah, and Not his, his like British accent is popping through, and it's a bad try of an American accent, and he looks just way too old to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and like to still be Batman, and like he's definitely still Batman because they show that in season one. But was that him in the suit? No, it was like part of a dream sequence, yeah. but he was still he's actively to, Batman. He's supposed yeah. to be that Batman. Yeah, he's supposed to be that Batman. Yeah. Right. So, oh my God. So, so Bruce gives him this tower, and then he's just like going to start the team again, and then he's like sl- slowly recollecting everybody. At the same time, Slade enters the picture. Which, when I heard about Slade being part of the show, I was kind of pumped because I was like, Slade's awesome. Awesome. Slade's dope. Deathstroke is a good character. Maybe something good will come of this. No. Because Slade is just like quietly hanging out in the background for like three to five episodes. Or the, he's like hanging out in the background for like the first four episodes. Yeah. And the Plotting. main, yeah, the main like antagonist is Dr. Light who is also a good villain, except in this, he's just a fat, like, He's not even fat. He's just, like, amorphous. He's gross. He's gross. He's weird. Yeah, and he's just, like, we'll call him just, like, an out-of-shape prison thug. (laughs) And he has all these stupid tattoos all over him. Circuitry tattoos all over him. And his suit. My God. Dr. Light is, like, a skinny dude in, like, basically... Basically, like... A, the closest thing that you could get to, like, if a supervillain went to his costume designer, was like, "I want to be a lantern." It's like, all right, and it's like, all right, yeah, we'll give you like a big light in the center. You get like little light holes in your hands, yada yada. But Doctor Light's cool, and they, I think, with the right costume and the right actor, he could have been cool too. But, but he's it, instead, we got a prisoner who essentially took the chest plate. Um, from the Mark One Iron Man suit from yeah. Mar- from you know Iron Man the movie, yeah, and like a crudely hammered together like gladiator helm made of scrap metal, yeah, and that's his costume. So stupid. It's bad. Yeah, and it's super low budget. Oh yeah, but how you say you were disappointed with Slade? Slade's become my favorite character in that show because one, he murders Aqualad. Two, he also kills Doctor Light, meaning he's done more good for the show than any of the heroes I've ever done. Presumably. Presumably. In my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Sure. But at the same time, you got to remember that there's all this weird... And remember, we're halfway through the season. Yeah. But there's all this weird rewriting happening. Oh, yeah. Because this is a season that's supposed to be the Judas contract. We have to talk about Jericho and Rose. So at the same time, there's Jericho and Rose... Wait, who's Rose? I mean, Jericho has always been his son, but who the hell's Rose? It's like, oh, you mean Terra? No. No. We're talking about random chick who we need to... But Terra was never his daughter. That was... Correct. He he never had a daughter. No. Or did he? I mean, who knows what's in the current canon, you know? But no, not during that time frame. But yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, there's Jericho, and he's got a story. But then he's also got this daughter, Rose who's supposed to be Terra, and this is a story of the Judas contract, which, you know, Terra is on the team, and then it's revealed that she's like a double agent for Slade, and, you know, her and Slade are working together and, and all this stuff, and she's like a pretty nasty lady. But 
yeah, to say it lightly, she's yeah. a pretty nasty lady. There's more that could be said there, but I won't for the sake of time. Um, but the thing that pissed me off so much was it's just like, okay, like maybe this will be a cool twist and like they'll do it right and surprise people because, you know, that was kind of a surprise when you found out in the comics. Yeah. And like the first art that I see for the show, she's got an eye patch on the opposite eye of Slade. And it's like, what could you drop as a more just like on the nose hint of like who this person so is? What's Deathstroke's more noticeable feature? He's missing an eye. Oh my I God. I have an idea. We'll do the same thing with his daughter. On the opposite eye though. Ooh. We don't want to be too obvious. Um, I'm fairly sure, I haven't seen the episode yet, but they very alluded to it in like episode five or six that they tried to use Jericho to like bait out Slade. And that's how we got. That's how they got. Basically, oh, I, I think I know this. Ba- basically, I'm pretty about. sure the Titans got Jericho killed. Yeah, it's just to try and get revenge on Slade for I killing. I mean, I gotta Aqualad. say, they're just fuck ups. Yeah, they're just really everyone in that show is so incompetent. They're all incompetent. Even Dick Grayson, who's like the most competent, he was Batman yeah. for a while, and he did a bang up job. And it's like everyone in the uh, show is a complete idiot. They're just stupid. They walk into traps. I mean, we've already we already said like how bad yeah, no, the show just, is written. Yeah, they're just dumb. Yeah, it's like throwing a kitten in a paper bag. It'll never get out. Well, I mean, if it's a if it's a smart Gin- kitten, Gingy never got no, out. He's still in that bag to this day. Yeah, just put little scraps of food in <laughs> top of the bag. No, he get he, we we show the pictures. You know, we have legal proof he gets out. Yes, he does get out. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll keep watching Titans. I don't know if we're gonna report on it again. Unless I want it's to. Fu- unless it's funny. This is material for me. Yeah, but it's, it's it's a whole mess. It's bad. And I'm going to close the book on Titans. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's making me sad. But uh, I know something that will cheer us up. Let's talk about Joker. Oh, that was a good movie. That is that is the main, the main meat and potatoes to this episode, right? Yeah. We saw it, was it opening night or the night after? Something it was like, like that. Really early. Peter was pretty packed. Um, yeah, so, so I mean, you already said you liked it. Yeah. And my take is I think it's beautifully shot. Music is amazing. Acting is really good. Uh, the writing was great. Basically, I liked everything about this movie except for the story. Um, so I don't know how I feel about it. I would definitely watch it again, but it's not like the same way that I felt about I Dark don't know Knight. that any. It's not fair to compare this to a Batman movie though, because it's it's really not a Batman movie. And I think this it's is more a, of a like a hard drama than anything else. Yeah, and I think this is a pretty good place to start. So it's not a comic book movie. The DC Comics is only shown at the very end in the credits. There's DC is not in the beginning. There's no like inspired by the characters at the beginning. It just you know it opens up like a hard drama. And this movie, to me, felt a lot like Taxi Driver, Robert De Niro, you know. I think we talked a little bit about this. But it has elements, I guess you could say, of um, like a Scorsese film. It's, it's literally a hard drama. It's bleak. Like, everything about it is is shot in such a way to give it kind of just like an old... And like used and oppressive, grimy, yeah. oppressive. Um, so like a a Just lot worn of worn down. Yeah. So like a lot of that like aspect of like the filmmaking is awesome. 
And like I said, the writing and the acting and the score was all awesome. Yeah, from like an artistic cinematic standpoint. Awesome. Yeah. Amazing. However, and this is the part that I'll stick to my guns on, I, I, I really think that tying it to the DC universe hurt this story. And I think it almost would have been a better story if it was completely unaffiliated with anything DC. And this was its own soul kind of like art house type of film, like a memento or like something like that. Yeah. And like, it's, it's cool to see these like other types of comic book movies coming out but it's that's the thing though it's not a comic book movie so it's this it's a very weird dichotomy yeah so like typically i kind of hate it when directors kind of just like oh it's my artistic vision this is how this this is this is how this established character is going to be and typically i hate that because you know when i go to see like a superman movie by god i, I want to see a superman you know flying around doing superman stuff but on this on like the opposite side of the coin the fact that they kind of like took an or took the Joker and kind of made their own kind of original story about it, I like that. Which I guess contradicts what exactly I just said. They, I guess, the thing is, instead of doing a bad job that you know I don't agree with, they did a great job. Or at least yeah. in my opinion. And you know, I'm sure even Kevin would have a lot to weigh in on this, but it really just comes down to the like the filmmaking. You know, like you can you can tell that there was a lot of time and effort put into every single scene. Like I said, the camera angles, everything. Color palette, lighting. Everything. Yeah. And they did a really good job. But things like Thomas Wayne and Bruce Wayne. Didn't need to be in the film. Didn't need to be there. That weird, like, muscular British, was it Alfred? Maybe. Could have been Alfred. Yeah. Possibly Alfred. It was Didn't probably need to Alfred. be there could have also done with like without the whole like insinuation between the joker and the wayne which i guess i should say we're gonna head into spoiler territory because yeah. yeah there isn't a good way to talk about this without spoiler alert. without giving a spoiler warning but uh the insinuation that the joker is bruce's bastard son brother Half brother. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Wayne Thomas Wayne's bastard, bastard son. Bastard son. Yeah. Bruce's half half brother. Hated that. I groaned out loud yeah. when I heard when I saw that. That was definitely uh, like a weak plot in the film. Totally. And, and unneeded. Would have been a better film without it. Yeah, and I think that that whole plot could have been replaced with any rich guy, and it would have been better for it. I also don't like at the very very end. There's that insinuation that the Joker is responsible for the death of Bruce's parents. Yeah, he like you know caused the riot and like the the social unrest that you know basically caused the downfall of Gotham. Yeah, and like I don't know, I can understand that somebody somebody's take might be that that was like a cool way to end the movie, but it also sets up these ridiculous and you know quite frankly stupid plot holes in that universe. Being that by the time Bruce is old enough to be Batman, the Joker's like in a wheelchair. Yeah, if anything, you know what I'm saying so. Like, if anything, this is kind of like more of a story of like the Red Hood than the Joker. You know what I'm saying? Like how before, like it's like in the Killing Joke, how you know the Joker used to be some guy 
got into misfortune, did some, you know, something bad as like the Red Hood, and then, you know, they became the Joker. Maybe, but but don't cross your lines because yeah, it's not the other way around. Batman created the Joker. Yes. Batman was in practice. Uh, the Joker, whoever he was before, was like a bumbling Idiot. goon. Yeah. You know, just having a bad day, and then Batman swoops down. Fucks him up. Fucks him up. Ends up getting knocked into a bat yeah. of acid. So like don't a vat of society. Yeah, so don't crisscross it. Yeah. Because I've had other people approach me and be like, Oh, that was such a cool take because nobody ever shows like that the Joker's responsible for the Wayne's death. And I'm like, What are you talking He's about? Not. Like it's it's You're the talking... other way around. And if anything, the guy who kills Bruce Wayne's family is saying like something frost, right? Mr. Joe Chill. Joe Chill, yeah. Yes. And he's he's a, a whole character. He's his own character. And as soon as the other villains figure out that he created Batman, they kill him. Yeah. Yeah. They kill him hard. Yeah. So, so like, that's all the stuff that I really felt hurt the film and brought it down. But as far as, like, a like film indi- yeah, about as- the reflection of mental the- health versus society versus, like taming the wilder darker side of every person like it was great you know i said to these you know to billy and to evan when we were leaving the theater like i don't think my heart rate was like under 120 that whole time like got a little notification on my watch like hey your heart rate's pretty high right yeah, it now was, it was like a it was like a tra- uh, comedic tragedy hard drama it was I would almost classify it as a dark comedy thriller. Yeah, I was gonna, I was going to say thriller too. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're definitely on the edge of your seat. Because walking whole time, walking Phoenix's acting is like on point. Yeah, and like we already gave the spoiler warning, so like everybody who's still here, hopefully, has seen the movie already. But like from the second that you realize that his plan is to like commit suicide on live TV. That is nerve-wracking yeah, until like, the very end. You're like, yeah. oh, God, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Is, uh... So, like, good on them. Yeah, it, because... it's, it's like a, it's like a, it, it's the kind of movie I feel like we need nowadays, you know? Well, maybe don't, we don't need it, but it's it's very... It, it's a very contemporary story of, you know, mental health and violence. That's been, you know, very prevalent in our society. So what do you take about... Um, you know, all these people talking about that this movie is going to incite violence in, you know, like uh, certain groups and stuff like that. Yeah, like this is some kind of like incel manifesto. Yeah, I mean, literally, that's I mean, what they say. I guess, but here's the thing. It's a story about, you know, someone's rapidly declining mental health in, you know, an uncaring world. And uh, you throw a gun into that. And he can't get his medicine halfway through. Yeah, and and basically the uh, you know the mental health industry or you know medical whatever it is that fails him, and it just spirals on from there. It's it's you know it's it's a very real story. I feel because yeah. we kind of see this thing in the news all the time. And it's it's almost like a cautionary tale, right? Yeah. It's just like eh, like it's, yeah, it's easy to walk the line and and slip and made into a very palatable, decent film. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if I'd call it palatable. True. There, there are some points where it was there's like, some, you're... yeah. There's, there's some hard to watch stuff in that movie. It's very, it's very graphic. There isn't a lot of like blood and gore, but there's a lot of like graphically disturbing things. Uh, I like, think like his notebook. Literally, that's the most disturbing <laughs> thing in the movie for me, is that he has that notebook, 
that have like the like his his joke book, right? And he has yeah. like all the jokes that he's been writing in it. It's like a dark Charlie Kelly journal. Yeah, and then he has like these clippings of like porno with like clown faces that he's like pasted on or drawn on like over Or you the know, the face, face is just like very aggressively crossed out. Yeah, just creepy. Yeah. Like Hannibal Lecter stuff, like oh, Red yeah. Dragon stuff. Dude's going to eat a painting. Yeah, or shoot someplace up. Yeah, that he did that. Yeah, he did. He did. Um and then I guess the thing, the last thing that we would talk about to wrap this would be I've I've heard that recently people have been floating the idea um, to Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix to Todd Phillips and Joaquin. Oh Phoenix yeah! By the way, I feel like it has a sequel. I feel like it. Well, it doesn't need a sequel. It's its own self-contained film. Yeah, I can't really see where they'd go from there. I really hope they don't. But I feel like that needs to be said. Todd Phillips, the director of like the Hangover trilogy and other kind of like, you know, like frat house comedies, you know, or lowbrow comedy, we'd call it. If no, you know, the first Hangover was enjoyable. But for him to just kind of turn around and make this film, apparently, very surprising. Yeah, apparently it's a project he'd been working on for a bit. Yeah, I mean, like, wow, he's actually capable of, you know, provocative, well shot films. Yeah, Who good knew? on him. Good on him. He'll. Get a lot of really good work after this, I bet. Congratulations, Todd Phillips. Yeah. If you're listening. Probably good, not. Good job. Maybe you are. But the final word being, this should not get a sequel. No, no. No. Absolutely not. It's like Cowboy Bebop. It's fine with the way it is. Yeah. There's definitely things that can be made that tell their entire story within themselves and do not need further explanation. Yeah, maybe. One could even argue the first Alien movie... In the first Predator movie, should have had the same fate. Aliens, the follow-up sequel, was I know really pe- good. I know people will argue that. I counter-argue that. To your point, Aliens is kind of like a separate movie to Alien. Aliens, totally yeah, different. Totally, it's a complete, completely different, different yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. But I still enjoyed it. Sure. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, yeah. but it's not. It's Alien not, yeah. might be less cheesy, less goofy, if. It was just that single movie. Yeah. You know? But now that we're on the subject of Halloween stuff, ooh, ooh, we have to talk about the Dork Web Spooktacular. It's coming up. Part two. Rapidly approaching. Rapidly approaching. Like a fiend in the night. That's right. We already declared that the theme would be vampires. Blah. We have a couple of surprises, some fun things that we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing a co-podcast with our good friend, Mr... Kevin from Kevin My Arden. Movies Better. Yep. Friend uh, of the show. Yep. Friend of the show. And you'll be able to actually see, not see, just joking. Yeah. You'll be able to hear that on his podcast. And we will pump the appropriate links when the time comes. Uh, but on our own podcast, you know that we're going to be covering vampire comics, vampire games, and maybe one of us will even turn into a vampire. It could be me. It could be him. It could be you. More likely than not, it's going to be me. (laughs) Because I'm already a ghost. That's right. But I guess the viewers, the listeners, listeners. will have to find out. Until then. Until then. um, If you want to get in touch with us, you can always email us at thedorkwebpodcast at gmail.com. We are very active on Instagram, Facebook, and slowly approaching activity on uh, Twitter. And you can find us there at the Dork Web or the Dork Web Podcast. 
of course, you can visit our website, thedorkweb.net. And as always, listeners, please have a spooky evening. As always. As always, stay frosty.